Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bent Up Cycling on Over the Top Radio. I'm your host, George Thomas. Fired up to be here with co-host Dana Lieberman. Dana, it's always great to chat with you. Oh, you know I love doing this. Well, we've got quite the guest tonight. Oh, yeah, very good friend of mine, Mr. Tim Woodenberg, is joining us to talk about PPP, the upcoming uh, Paris Press Paris uh, 1200K Brevet. Thanks for inviting me. It's great. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, I'm really familiar with you mostly from ultra racing. Uh, I actually saw you when you were setting the record for the race across America. What have you done since then? I mean, what's really been the focus of your cycling since that time? Oh, I uh, I do a, a 1200K pretty much every year. I did uh, uh, the one up in Vancouver last year, the one in Alaska the year before that. Um, this will be my, my fourth PVP. It's, it's something that I, I keep coming back to. It's, it's, a, it's a great environment. It's, um, it doesn't have the, the competitive edge that uh, ultra racing does, but it has, it has something else which is very important to me, and that is the, the community aspect, the, you know, where people are, are, are helping each other out, and it's, um, it's really a wonderful thing. You see that in ultra racing, too. I mean, I, I can think of a number of stories where, you know, one person is helping out someone from another team, but uh, in, in, in randonneuring, it's uh, really everyone is there to see each other finish, and uh, it's it's really kind of a cool thing, it really is. Uh, and in, and PVP is of course the, the the grandfather of all of these uh, randonnées, and and it's uh, it's kind of special because it's so well attended. You get you get cyclists from all over the world, and uh, you run into situations where there are you know huge language barriers, but you know we all speak bicycle. And we're all going through this together, and we can imagine what the other person is thinking. And you sort of, uh, e- even without the, the ability to, to speak your, your problem, you, you get it. And uh, I got lots of stories uh, from experiences like that. It just They're just kind of special to me. And Dana, I'm going to butt in on you right now because Tim has said a lot of things that really are meaningful to me. Um, mm-hmm. One, that you, you help each other out, and I, I see that so much in the recumbent community, and I want to chat with you uh, about how you helped out Dennis, but also that yeah. we all speak bike, and I love hearing that because I think so many times uprights and recumbents, you know, we just have this, this split, but we're all riding bikes. Yeah, very, very well said. 
Very well said. Dana, I'm sorry I cut in on you, so please go ahead. Oh, geez. Uh, you know, I've got two young kids. If you let me go more than 30 seconds, I won't remember what I'm thinking. So let's just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's go back to Dennis Johnson's Ram. Uh, I really want to get into you and PBP and Ronda Neuring, but that that was just so admirable to me to watch you work with him and um i mean you you were a big part of his record setting ride you know and it was completely by accident that, that it happened believe it or not uh jim kern was supposed to be uh in my shoes and and he was crewing for someone else in race across the west and wanted to you know switch uh to to dennis's team and he said look well you know we need someone to fill my shoes just just to durango could Tim? Could you just you know jump on and be part of the crew till Durango? And and uh, sure, of course, I love being part of Ram, and um, so I did. And we got to Durango, and Jim said, "You know what? I hate to say this, but I think I'm coming down with a cold, and I, it would be really bad news to join a crew right now. I'm, I've got this gig of being an official for the rest of the race. Why don't you stay in this in this seat and ride it out?" And um, I did. I did. It was completely by accident, but um, I, I felt pretty close to Dennis because he was doing really well and, and really had his head in the game. And uh, I just I, I, I felt I felt through him the way I felt when I was in in, in his shoes, and it was just a, a great thing to be to be part of that. Tim, do you have any like specific moments during that race with Dennis that? Uh you recall this being particularly special? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember um, early in the race, um, Dennis was was kind of getting down into the doldrums, a, a place we all all get. And you know, the, the scary questions start popping up, like, you know, why am I why am I doing this to myself? And um, I, you know, I, I've never had a, a role as a as a as a coach before a motivator, but, uh, it just sort of came to me. I just sort of understood where he was at because I've been there so many times myself. And I said, look, Dennis, this is what you signed up for. This is what makes it a race. And you can back down now, but you'll never forgive yourself. You've got a chance to do something great. And he, he bought it. We, we connected on that. And, um, I just felt, felt really good about, about doing that, um, yeah, that was that was good. But uh, just so you understand, I, I mean, you say you have no role in coaching, but George, you may not know this, but Tim was actually on my uh, crew in Furnace Creek, and he coached me along as well. And I'll tell you, his strategies were very different with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't need to get into that right now. But it's interesting that. Uh, <laughs> We could definitely you know, do that some other time. You know as well as I do, Dana, it, Robert was my ace in the hole. He was on the <laughs> <laughs> But But to hear you say that, that, that you really uh, like that time where, where you're encouraging people because you can relate to what they've gone through. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's right on. It is. It is. It's, it's tough when you're feeling just uh, kind of beat and flat, flat-footed and, and um, you can't make the bike go. To, 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 to dig down and find something to, um, you know, to get you moving again. And 
the, the thing is, is it, you will. I mean, everybody gets a second wind. It's just hard to see that from that position. And you have to sort of bring that to the person's attention that, yeah, you know, there are lows and there are highs in every race. And, you know, it, it, wait out the lows. Don't, 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 uh, don't put yourself way behind just because you're feeling low. Right. Try to keep the bike moving in those low low points, so that you're you're still sitting in a pretty good place when when you recover from it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was great. I mean, Dennis Dennis, Dennis responded so well. I, I felt I felt a really strong kinship to him at, at that point. And uh, you know, he he wants me to come back and crew for him next year. And I, if if I can if I can get the time free, I will. Um, it was, it was, I'd love to repeat that. In fact, I told him at the end of the race, after he beat my record, that, uh, you know, in 2018, when, when I, when I'm in the 60 plus class, I'm going to come back and take back his record from him and I expect him to group for me. And he said, of course I will. <laughs> <laughs> now, a, a question that has, I Last year was just amazing Ram weather, and I've spoken with Dennis about this. It's like he had the perfect race, and I'm just like, Dennis, why are you going back? (laughs) (laughs) I I had a few conversations with him like that. He's he's looking to, to better his time, and I said, well, you know, it's the luck of the draw. You know, you get a good tailwind across Kansas, that can mean an awful lot. <laughs> you might you might get lucky. But, we had him you, on the show. We had him on the show a couple of months ago, and so now hearing you talk about uh, your experiences, uh, I, one of the questions that came up was, "Are you going to do this again?" And I guess now we know the answer. Yeah, he's he's still thinking about it. Oh no! It sounds to me like the decision has been made. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it sounds very definitive to me. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tim, if, if you don't mind, let's let's change gears and really get into your randonneuring. You said this is going to be your fourth PBP, so you've you've basically done Paris Brest Paris every time it's come up this century. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Um, Two thousand three uh, was my first time. I was a complete rookie, and it was the toughest race, the toughest ride I'd ever done at that time. It just it just totally, totally flattened me. I, I, I did, I did okay. I did it in, in what seventy-two hours, and um, held it, held it together. Met, made some some good friendships along the way, um, but uh, I, I got off the bike at the finish line, and I told my my new friend John, uh, "Hey, listen, John, let's get a cab to the hotel." And you know he's gonna he's gonna let me stay in his hotel room for the night. He said, "Tim, it's it's one kilometer." I said, "Yeah, I, I don't want to get back on the bike. <laughs> I really don't." <laughs> I, was, I was really done, just totally done. <laughs> that was the only time I ever did it on an upright. I did it on my Raleigh, um, R seven hundred Raleigh. Uh, it's, it's a it's it's a lot easier on a bent, I'll tell you. A lot more comfortable. So what's the, I mean, what's the draw for you though? Um, you spoke a little bit about the camaraderie. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I yeah, certainly know the, how you've tried sucking me into it. It's you the people. Sleep in a barn. Yeah, I got I've got one picked out. 
near Tenteniac. I've got <laughs> stayed in there a couple of a couple of times. No, it's I, so there. There's this guy Drew Buck that I have seen there what twice before. The guy is just amazing. He he shows up on a vintage bicycle which he has restored himself and wears um, clothing which is uh, also appropriate for the vintage of the bike. I mean, no kidding. He had a bicycle with two gears. When you pedal forward, it's it's uh, low gear, and when you pedal backwards, it's high gear. And um, <laughs> it's it just you've never heard of anything like that before. But that's what he was riding, and he had, he said he found it in the, in the bushes somewhere and completely restored it. Um, just an amazing guy. He's he must be in his seventies. And I remember um, when I first saw him on the start line, I figured, you know, he had he had garlic uh, braided into his brake cable, and I figured, okay. This guy is just for show. He's he's going to pedal two kilometers with us, and then he's going to go off to his hotel room and have a sherry, and call it done. But I was utterly, you know, my just my jaw hit the hit the pavement when I saw him in Brest, and he's pedaling along, and I I, I got to get to know this guy. And uh, last time, last year or last time around, um, I saw him in Fougere. Uh, There's this famous spot where they have where they give out free crepes. You, you stop there, and, and all the crepes you want to eat, the only thing they ask for in return is that you send them a postcard from where you, where, where you came from. And uh, so it's, it's just so cool. Everyone stops. Um, strangely enough, the officials don't know about it. You know, I, I talked to someone in a nearby um, time station, an official, and they, they, they had no knowledge of it. But all the riders know about it. But anyway... Drew Buck was there, and he showed me his, this this uh, decrepit old saddle. Right? It, it was like a leather saddle, you know, before before Brooks was around, but it just a misshapen saddle. And he says, you know, the interesting thing about this saddle is my ass looks exactly the same way. <laughs> He's got a great sense of humor, you know. It's it's seventy year old guy just you know um, having fun, having a lot of fun, just. The humor of the situation was, you know, sort of what, what he really enjoyed. And, um, yeah, it's just just great. Just very uplifting for me. Boy, most people wouldn't consider spending 750 miles on a bike in four days. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would, yeah. Would you call that one of your goals then? To have to fun. always have fun? Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's. I mean, it's. It's so much a part of bicycling. Is no matter. No matter how bad it gets. You know, it's in, in 07, It was like it rained the whole time, and you just. You just try to find. You know, the, the bright spots in it. Right. The try to find the, the levity. Try to keep your head in the game. Try to keep your your, your yourself from going sour because that's that's not a good thing, and um, that that challenge is uh, spills over into so much other things in your life. You keep your head in the game. You're 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 gonna you're gonna do better. You're listening to Bent Up Cycling on Over the Top Radio. I'm George Thomas here with Dana Lieberman. Our guest tonight is Tim Wudenberg. Tim, what's it like when you're at PVP? You've got thousands of bicycles around. You're on a recumbent. How do you mesh with them as far as riding in a group? Oh, well. First off, in Europe, there are a lot. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. More bets. Um, they, they, uh, yeah. There are a lot more bents. I, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you do run into situations where it's kind of awkward. I, I um, uh, it was last last time I think I was there in in, in uh, 2011, and I was riding with a guy who spoke fluent French as well as English, and it was kind of nice because he got around the language barrier, and I realized how much I, I was missing. Right, you know when. Um, You know, when people were making fun of us, he'd point out that they're making fun of us. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I learned, you know, every language has a, a, a different word for recumbent. We say recumbent in English. The, um, the Germans say Liesrad. And I came into one group of, of cyclists where I'm convinced the word for, for recumbent was fucking nu nuisance. <laughs> You'll have to bleep that one out, George. Uh, no, this is the internet. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> But that was the translation. I said, what did he say? He says, well, it translates roughly as fucking nuisance. <laughs> the, the, problem, the problem with being on a bent is um, you, if, you, if you get out in front of another rider, you don't cast much of a draft for them, right? You're not helping them out. And the, the part of the, the, upright, you know, the culture of uprights is, you know, you spend some time out in front and I'll draft behind you and then I spend some time and at least share, right? And so... Bents, we kind of, we, you know, if we get out in front, we're not doing any good. And if we hang back all the time, we're just like, you know, leeches. We're not really doing our part. And uh, it's, it's, you know, you, you kind of scratch your head and say, well, what's the right thing to do? And, I, and what I do is, is, and the worst thing you can do is actually get between two riders. Because not only are you, um, you're, you're, you're screwing things up for the guy behind you. Right, he should be, you know, right behind the other upright, not behind a bent, you know, and and so you, by rights, you ought to put yourself at the end of the end of the line, and you know what I do is sort of as a symbolic gesture, I'll I'll march up to the front of the line and and you know um, and pull the, the 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 pack for for my turn and then drop back to the end of the line once in a while just to to point out to them I'm not being a leech, okay, I, you know, I may not be doing you much good, but I'm not being a leech, and. Um, I guess I guess some people get that. You know, riding, I've done a lot of tandeming with my wife, who's actually doing PvP this year, so look for Terry. Oh, I will. And what we noticed, when we would do a, a tandem race, it was great because we're all, it was very easy to, to move the pace line, whereas when we'd ride with a bunch of singles and get into a pace line, It just wasn't quite as smooth because you're on a different type of bicycle. So yeah, I've been I've wondered what was that like for you on a recumbent 
um, out with a large group of uprights. Yeah. yeah. You, um, the, better, the better thing to do is find a group of recumbents and hang with them. Um, they're harder to, hard to find, but um, that's the right thing to do because then everybody's on an equal footing. Well, there is a start uh, time specifically for special bikes, isn't there? That's right. That's right. We, we get, we, yeah, that's, that's actually, to, for me, a real advantage. You, um, we start, like, um, I've forgotten, 15 or 20 minutes ahead of the, the rest of the pack. And um, it's really nice because being out in front, as long as you can stay out in front, you don't get caught in the traffic jams at the, at the controls where, you know, every, you don't have to stand in line at a control if you can stay out in front. So it's um, it's a big advantage for, for the vents and uh, yeah last last time I, I, I latched on to a guy who was riding a oh, I should know his name but I, I can't remember it he he was riding a um, a Dutch bike um, come on Dana what's the what's the famous yeah. Dutch Optima no no uh, older uh, been around longer than that makes uh, fared bikes anyway. oh geez I have no idea. It'll come to me as soon as I stop yes, thinking. It'll, it'll come, come to us at the end. But anyway, I, I got on on his on his uh, tail. We were running together. He was a lot stronger cyclist than, than I was, and um, and but we you know we kind of hung hung in there. You know, it starts starts at, uh, at in the in the late afternoon and you know runs into the evening. And we were we were you know charging on through the night together and. Uh, it was great, but you know, I realized you know a few hundred kilometers into it that I can't hold his speed, or it. I just you know, I, I had to back off, and I told him, you know, I, you know, I can't, I can't hold your speed. I'm gonna have to fall off. And he says, all right, listen, at the next rest station, at the next time station, my crew will be there, uh, and uh, they will, they will give you something to eat. I thought that was a really nice thing to say, and I figured I'd never see his crew, but. Sure enough, I was rolling through that town, and I hear somebody say, Tim! What? <laughs> Who do I know here in the middle of France? I turn around, and sure enough, there is this woman with a plate of macaroni and cheese. Say, <laughs> and he, she handed it to me, and it was great. It was, it was Holy smokes, what a surprise. M5, that's the name of the bike. I was just looking up. I wanted to try to be the, the snake that got the Dutch... And I just found M5 recumbent. <laughs> turns out, turns out that guy was the first bent to finish that year. He was, he was a really strong rider. I was really impressed. Now, funny you say that because, you know, I keep hearing, well, PBP is not a race. But on the other hand, I keep hearing I won PBP or I was... Yeah, yeah but George, you, you, know, you know that whenever you put a bunch of cyclists together and there's a stopwatch involved, the front of the pack turns into a race. There's no, there's no stopping it. I don't even think it matters if there's a watch. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I, so, I'm, I'm hearing that your uh, training right now is, is a little, um, oh, not common. <laughs> yeah. I, well, like, um, yeah, uh, but I know myself. Um, you know, the, the thing about PVP is it's not a, a horrendous, uh, uh, it's, it's, not a, it's not a horrendous physical challenge. It, it's, it's, it's more of a mental one. As long as you can keep your head in the game and keep the bike rolling, you'll finish. You will. 
And you know, my 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 role here isn't to finish well. Um, my my training, as you've alluded to, is has been kind of lax. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I know myself, and I, I know I'll finish. Um, you'll. Um, it's it's you know I, I, in in what was it um, 2012 2013 2013 I did um, the big wild ride in Alaska and uh, had the had the same same issue I have now I I, I just get um, start I get involved in a startup and I and I do nothing but but work and don't have much time for riding. So I, you know, I showed up in Alaska and um, not not well trained, and um, I remember climbing up the the first the first hill out of Valdez is a, a bit of a climb. You're climbing up uh, climbing up a glacier actually, um, and uh, I think I was the last one up, but it's okay. Um, I, you know, I finished. I just keep keep plugging. I had high, high really high moments when I was doing really really well and and. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's all about keeping your head in the game. More than anything else, it's a mental challenge. If you if you if you give up, if you no longer see any reason to to, uh, to proceed, and you can't coax yourself on, that's that's when you give up. It's it's not it's not really because your muscles hurt so bad that it's. it's uh, I, I have a hard time explaining it, uh, but it's it's more in your head than it is in your legs. It's interesting to me to hear the evolution here. You talked about your first PVP in 2003, that when you hit the finish line, you didn't want to ride one kilometer to the hotel. Yeah. And yep. now you know yourself. That's, that's, that's been a long time. You've certainly covered a lot of ground between 2003 and now, and uh, that's going to get you over the finish line again. Yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right. Are you doing anything different with your bike? Uh, you know, when you're racing... Obviously, you want to go as light and as trim as possible. Uh, what about reengineering? How do you set up your bike uh, differently for that? Well, it's it's all about it's all about um, being able to keep it rolling, even if um, things things go wrong, right? The, the um, you know, I carry I carry more stuff. Um, carry you know, be able to fix flats and. And uh, even if things break, you know, I carry, usually carry a hose clamp with me and cable ties, and you can do a lot of things with with, uh, with some simple lightweight stuff. Um, carry a space blanket because you never know where you're going to wind up sleeping. Um, last year, last year in the middle of nowhere in, in on Vancouver Island, I uh, I took what the locals call a ditch nap. <laughs> it's two two o'clock in the morning, and there's no way I was going to. I stay awake for the next 20 miles to the to the time station. So, um, buddy, I was riding with says, "Well, you only got one opportunity." I said, "What's that?" It's called a ditch nap. Let's show you how it's done. It, it, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. I'm complete out the out in the wilderness, and um, you know, I took I took uh, like 400 milligrams of caffeine and went to sleep. And uh, you know, it only takes about uh, 40 minutes or so before. It, uh, the caffeine hits your bloodstream, and you wake up, and it was really kind of cool. We got woken up by a, a bunch of hoot owls in the middle of the wilderness. I remember that. <laughs> the owls woke us up, and we got back on our bikes and kept on going. <laughs> now, you've ridden all over the world, and what's 
What's really, what are some of your favorite courses? Where, where do you most enjoy riding? Terrain, the people. You know, you know what? Um, the uh, Lewis and Clark Trail in Missouri, um, it, it, on the Ram course, it, it follow, it's following the uh, Missouri River, and I call it the Missouri Roller Coasters. Uh, I just love that spot. That and, and uh, uh, Lake of the Ozarks. It's just, I, I can't explain why. I just, but I do. I just really feel good about about riding in those spots. Um, I look forward to it. I, I I think I think a big part of it was uh, the first ram I ever did. We did on uh, lightning um, lightning F nineties, which are extremely fast fared recumbents. And uh, I remember those Missouri roller coasters. It was. It, it, you know, you can go as fast as you as you're willing to let yourself, you know, go down those hills. You just let go of the brakes and you start to accelerate. There's no wind resistance, and you get up to 60 miles an hour and, and nothing flat, and you keep keep accelerating. And then wild thoughts start running through your heads, like you know, I, I wonder at what speed this bike will become airborne. And you know, you slowly, slowly, you know, without realizing it, you're squeezing on the brakes. But uh, Missouri roller coasters, I just Felt like got over that. Uh, you know, I wasn't worried about 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 it so much, and I just was able to let it go. And I, I think that just stuck with me. I think that that's what planted it in my head that it's a beautiful place. And, and uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah, I guess you know, people. Some people would say Wolf Creek Pass. That's 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 cool. It's a really big challenge. It feels good when you get over it. Um, you know, it's but. Uh, for some reason, I just sort of. There's some pieces of the road I don't know why I love them so much. I, I you know, don't ask me to defend defend it, but boy, I sure do love it. I want you to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> well, by gum, <laughs> I've ridden that stretch road, and I think you're wrong. <laughs> Back that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, we have so much to talk with you, and I can't believe our time is already coming to a close. Dana, do you have another question for Tim? Uh, at least a dozen. So um, I think we should probably wrap it up here while we're all laughing. Well, I, I think anytime Tim's on the line with us, we're all going to be laughing. <laughs> Absolutely. But we'll definitely do this again. I've got George Thomas stories I can tell. I, you know? <laughs> well, we are looking forward to having you on our uh, Athlete Diaries show coming up. Uh, well, we do that quite often each month, and uh, we're looking to have Tim on probably in early September. Uh, there's, You're just a great personality in cycling, and I really look forward to uh, sharing some more stories with and about you. Tim Woodenberg, thanks so much for joining us on Ben Up Cycling. Thank you, George. Thank you, Dana. It's been a great honor. Oh, it's been great talking with you, Tim. Over the Top Cycling, I'm George Thomas. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.